On the game, Snake Shapiro, Drew Butler, top of the hour, 9 o'clock, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. Now it's time to up your Man Cave game this football season. Visit mancavestore.com. Um, lots to get to on a busy morning. Haven't talked Falcons and went and did what they had to do to get to 6-6, six and six. host Tampa Bay coming up. Um, certainly getting the confidence and the faith of the fan base back. They needed to... Everybody relax. Needed to win two games coming out of the bye. They've done that. Yep. We've, we'll figure out, um, you know, how, how much better this team is down the stretch. Certainly, as a, as I've said, literally ended. Got to go to the playoffs next season. Playoff game. Got to host it. And got to prove to the fan base that things are moving. And all that looks like it's happening. Is Sandra ready to rock and roll? The queen of talk radio. The, uh, the pr- premier... Cheerleader of uh, Seminole Nation. Everybody worried last night. I was at Bobby's basketball game. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was worried about Sandy. How is she doing? What's going on? What's tomorrow going to be like? So, Sandra. It's not your fault. Yeah. Let's let's ask you, how are you doing? And uh, what did you think about how things transpired? I am in a moment of zen. I've got my candles lit in my house. I just am enjoying a nice cappuccino. And by the way, shout out to playing a little country music as you bring me on, because that's never happened before. We played a little country music. Yeah, so, we did. Um, and I was feeling good about myself. You know, um, just I went for a long walk. I was, you know, dealing with the Twitter world. And then I was feeling good. And then I saw Steak's tweet last night. And you just once again awoke the bear because <laughs> I'm just I'm just so glad that you're happy with those matchups and that'll be better for the I think that's beautiful I think that's a great way to look at it well my point is I, I'm not I didn't go to FSU and I, I root for you but you know there's a reason they're a 13 point underdog against Georgia and there's a reason but that and they, what, what, let me stop you there I don't want to hear one thing, and those of you Georgia Nation that are tweeting to me about that spread, I could give less than two Fs about that. <laughs> okay, but and I agree. Here's but, why. But here's, it, here's why. Yeah. That Orange Bowl means less than anything. It's the zero. I mean, you talk about all the Georgia players opting out. We might or might not have about 10 NFLers on the Florida State yeah. squad that likely, if I was their mom and daddy, I would say go down to South Beach. Get a tan, go to the clubs, get a good steak at Prime 12. I don't want to hear about that game. I don't want to hear about that point spread. It means nothing. Well, well then it would have been the same point spread if they were in the playoff. Okay. Boy, they Georgia, scored, Sandra, they scored they, 20 points I, I in three I weeks. The they also lost by three to Alabama. Okay. That point spread was six. We're, this isn't a conversation. See, you're doing it already. What? But, I you're mean, here, let me stick up for Sandy real quick. Texas jumped from seven all the way to three. All they did was beat Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State did, with four how, losses. How did Alabama jump from eight? I, I could not agree more, so, Sandy. Okay, it, it, it doesn't matter. And I think we can all just agree on this because I know nobody wants to hear me whine. But I just think we as college football fans, we would like consistency, right? If you look at what the committee has done since the end of October, and let's just say that the one – and by the way, I hope – 
Jordan Travis wins the Heisman because I bet on him preseason because, according to the committee, he's the greatest football player yeah, of all time. Yeah, great point. I mean, that's really remarkable. And I will win about $9,000 this <laughs> field net. That's a sidebar. The consistency, when Jordan got hurt, they still had Florida score. Then dropped him to five because Washington went over Oregon State. They went back to four, Okay. So I would have been I think I would have been a little bit more okay or at least prepared for. You're you're seeing what the committee is doing. So what they did is throw everything out the door. And we sat in that room on Saturday, all four of us, and said, Do we all agree if the undefeated teams win, they're all in, right? Well, we all said that. We said that listen, being deserving and getting screwed as far to state, but they also weren't gonna take the SEC and say nobody from the SEC. That's why well, they should have. Well, they should have. And Florida State should have been three, not four. And Texas should be in because they went into Tuscaloosa. They didn't win by one in overtime. They won by ten in Alabama. So I can go through every single one of the schedule and pick your poison. That committee can say what they wanted to about the final year of the four because next year it's going to be what it should have been already. Right. Like I think we can all agree on that. They should have stayed consistent. And what they were. And it's just a bad look. It's a bad, bad look. When you're now in bed with the SEC, the SEC should have been out, period. And, you know, to win, it's not a group of five. They didn't, you know, they won by 10, by the way. Louisville was a legit, oh, come you know, on. A, Sa- not Alabama. Sandra, that, that game was, Georgia and Alabama were two heavyweight titans showing you the best teams in college football. Florida State and Louisville were two sluggish teams fighting out in a in a less than a stellar atmosphere. And I think the eye test tells you Georgia and Alabama are the big boys. And Florida okay, so State. Just be revealing and just sit up there October 31st and go, guys, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to take the preseason four and pencil them in. And we're going to go back to the Western Sizzler buffet as a committee. You weren't consistent. That's my only thing. Yeah. I don't want to hear about Georgia and Florida State. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I want Washington to win this whole thing. And that's it. There's nothing else to say. I, can, I will not lose this argument because there is no argument against an unbeaten team. You're right. Unbeaten but team you're not in a the, Power 5 conference. But that's not the Florida. point, Steve. Okay, but what Sandra is so saying. So I'm asking you a question. Who would you put in the Final Four? You just told me they made the right call with the four teams. Now you tell me that Sandra's right. Which is it? Well, Sandra's right in saying that they got screwed okay, but not who would having you have? a chance. Who would you have? Look. Put if Alabama you, in there with Florida State. Take Texas out. I just told you, Texas jumped from 7-3 to three on what merit? So you'd have, Oklahoma State stinks. They right. lost four games. So you'd have They Texas. got beat 45-3 to three by UCF. They lost to South okay, Alabama so at I'm home. I'm just trying to be clear. Texas is out. Sure. And Florida State's in. Sure. Sure. Okay. Is Alabama in over Florida okay, State? Okay, let's do this then. Washington against Florida State in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. What's that line? That, Washington six and a half. Yeah. Okay. I, give me okay, four to say with that defense. Okay. They'll run the ball. Okay, but Michael te- Penix won't even get the ball. Texas has the best win of the season. <sighs> on what merit? You could say uh, on Florida the merit, State on beating the merit LSU you're giving in a neutral Ala- site. You're great telling win. us that Alabama's in, and then you're telling us the team that beat Alabama on their home field is out. So it's an impossible scenario. You're sitting here. Florida State got screwed. There's I, no two ways about it. 
I think Florida State should feel like they got screwed. And, Sandy, I, I and totally what, agree with you. Jordan Travis should win the Heisman because the college <laughs> football playoff committee has made it very clear it would have been this, he's the greatest okay. college football player of all time. Move over and, Herschel And if J.J. McCarthy was out for the year, Michigan would have been looked at completely differently. Okay. So, this is football. If you can listen, overcome those you situations, should, you should have a chance. Can we please get back to me? Yes. This Michigan is a whole other story of those Americans team that cheats. What I'm what I'm going Cheaters. to say is there is there is no fix. I love if you know the scenario that everybody saw is what if it were twelve? It'd be amazing. So I just I'm in a Zen place of but you know I did hear this morning on the news, which I think this is actually kind of cool. The feds have decided they're gonna step aside and let the college football playoff committee, they're going to actually decide interest rates <laughs> and things that really matter so that the, uh, everybody's happy. You know, so I, and I, I respect that. I'll go with that. It's probably going to be down to two and seven, eight by later today. So I think we can all win in that department. So the Florida State fan base will not rally around the notion of an undefeated season trying to win the Orange Bowl and trying to prove people wrong. All for naught. I'm just asking because that would be an incredible accomplishment to beat Georgia Here's what they in the do. Orange Bowl. I mean, beat what, Georgia in the Orange Bowl, go 14-0, and and claim that but, damn okay. national championship. But is there, any, is there any notion in the next few weeks, Sandra, that the fan base will get fired up about the Orange Bowl? Zero. And I, I mean, no. I, you know what two words I do not want to hear? Orange Bowl. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to speak for what the nation. What about I'm orange juice? My, it's orange juice I can work with. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I think you know what I'm saying. And I, and listen, every four teams were going to be happy. I get it, but it's just it doesn't sit well. And you know where I'm coming from. Um, I, I think, I'm a big Georgia yeah. fan. You know that. I love the whole program. If I, it, it was great. But it's just a flawed, flawed system. And these kids, it's just. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sandy, listen, no, no, I, I love you, Sandra, and it's not your fault. Look at me, son. It's not your fault. Listen, I'm planning. I'm planning a trip to some island where there is no TVs. I want to escape <laughs> this crazy, and I just hope all those. Kids we also are- had we had a whole New Orleans Sandra contingent. They were already re- ready to roll. Oh, yeah, I had to bummer. cancel my VRBO yesterday. Thanks, everybody. Such a bummer. Hey, Sandy, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye, Sandy. I don't know that I'm. I don't know that I'm coming <laughs> in. Bye. I tweeted last night. Why you gotta be so mean to her, man? I'm not being mean. I'm, I, I, I'm saying what a lot of people are feeling that we're excited that we're getting Michigan, Alabama, okay. and that's the game we want. We want Alabama in there. MGM sportsbook manager just tweeted out that Alabama is the biggest liability to win the college football playoff. Meaning they're the they're getting all the money. Yeah, they're all the they're the favorite. I'm not telling you Florida State gets didn't get screwed. I'm just being honest about the game I wanted. I'm getting Michigan, Alabama. Did you see the tweet of the? photo of the college football playoff committee all those old guys just sitting That's around so and the tweet said what is this a retirement home or the college football playoff oh i thought committee? about the picture of them all um kneeling to the sec logo oh, no, this was when they're all sitting back in their recliners with their bellies hanging out <laughs> watching football bunch of old dudes <laughs> yeah, sitting yeah. there thinking that uh, boo corrigan <laughs> just the word boo corrigan should tell you the demographic of that group yeah right? I mean, ej manuel made a great statement but he also said in the same same saying, you know, I respect Boo Corrigan. It would have been awesome if he was like, Boo Corrigan, step aside. Yeah, no, but. why is he even, what, what's there to respect about Boo Corrigan? That's a big deal. Boo Corrigan. Hey, when we come back, Rusty Manziel, the future of Carson Beck, Brock Bowers, Lad McConkey, all these guys. 
and a real breakdown. What happened on Saturday night? We'll get his thoughts on the decision also. Uh, more Falcon conversation, things I learned coming up as well. Sports Radio 929 the game. Ten twenty-three, ten o'clock hour brought to you by Man Cave Store. Visit mancavestore.com. Um Sandra going to be back tomorrow. She seems a little feisty because I, I'm really trying to, to, to support her pain and understand her pain. Um, but I No, also, you're not. No, you're not. No, I really am. I just. No, you're not. Don't you, say that. You, you, you sound silly when you say Texas is out. But Alabama's in. The, the Texas point played of that, Alabama. The Texas point of him. that statement is you could do that with any of the four. Okay, teams. but but then give me your real four. Don't sit here and back up Sandra, and then at the same time, you know, say like I, I gave told- you my four. So Texas beat Alabama. No, uh, no, won no, no, their no, no, conference. No, no. My four is it- Michigan, Texas. Alabama, Georgia. Okay, so That's watch it. Watch an undefeated Pac-12 team that sure. beat Oregon twice, or take Michigan out. I don't I care. Just, Those two are interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. You just—I think you're afraid of Sandra. I think that's what's going on here. I think Look, I know who butters the bread. <laughs> it's Sandra. Let's get Rusty Manzel up. We got a lot to talk. To. Oh, there you go. I guess I hung up there. He's afraid as well. How you doing there, Rusty? My lord, did I walk into a hornet's nest or what? Here, no, man? we're all right. We're all right. Listen. We had a great show on Saturday, Rusty and Drew and Steak and Sandra, and we did say Florida is absolutely deserving. They they could get screwed. That would be awful. But we all also agreed that Alabama and Georgia are the big boys, and you cannot leave an SEC team completely out. And that's almost what happened. Yeah, well, look, listen, we all start this way. I love Sandra. I love Sandy. But when Jordan Travis went down, I knew right then the odds of them getting in were slim. And I and I, I don't have the right answer. I don't have the right answer. And those kids did everything right in front of them. But they're not the same football team without that player. So it's, it sucks. The only the only good thing about this is this is the last year we're going to deal with only yeah, four. I agree. Now, you know, it's going to be 12. And something like that is, is going to be history because Florida State's in. Georgia's in the you know Ohio State. Yeah, is prove it in on the Florida. field. Like nobody wants yeah. you to not prove it on the yeah. field, and Florida yeah. State's yeah. not given the chance to prove it on the field. It how, was how about this? How yeah. about this? The ACC was the one that pushed not to start that. I this know. Year. I know that's crazy. Yep. So so listen, when Greg Sankey stood up there and, and tried to get everybody to do twelve teams this year, the ACC thought, well, we're not. Everybody's not ready. Well, guess what happened? It, your conference champion didn't get in, and and they would be so. You know, it's one of those deals, too, man. One of one of the most empty charades in the history of college sports was the quote-unquote alliance between George Klyavkov, Kevin Warren, and Jim Phillips that brought nothing to the table, and it ended up hurting all of them very badly. Yep. In the end, yeah. Look what I mean. It's just, it's just, this is, this is, it's a bad deal, man. It's a bad deal for college football to have this kind of black eye with a team like Florida State. But if you put everything to the side, you put everything to the side, they are not the same team without Jordan Travis. I, listen, that's, what, that's what's unfortunate. You, you have to watch, and let's get to that game in a second. You have to watch the SEC championship game, the level it was yes. played at, and then go watch the ACC game 
with a Louisville team that is a shell. I don't know how that team had the run they had against Florida State. And then, like, say, this is where we are. Like, you can't shut out the Southeastern Conference. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was that was that that was a grown man football game Saturday in Mercedes Benz. That was that was the speed inside. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. So let's talk about you had a tremendous tweet yesterday. Wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to. I mean, it kind of went viral. I, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I posted on my favorite on Twitter. I mean, it got everywhere to Twitter. But well, let's talk about what it, a, what it was yeah. because a lot of folks yeah. listening don't know about it. Yeah. If yeah. you want to read it or explain after the game. What you witnessed in front of you? Yeah. So, I, so after the game, you know, I'm doing all my stuff for my for Dogs HQ. I'm doing live this that. You know, I'm, it's an hour, probably an hour after the game. Clearly, everyone's out. They've almost got the confetti off. I'm going down to shoot something with Fox Five, and Brock Bowers is walking toward me with a pair of shorts on and a t-shirt, and this guy can barely walk. And I'm like, damn, this guy just played like this guy could barely walk. And I know Brock Bowers, and so just from covering the kid, I don't know him, but I know him from covering. And each other. and dude, his eyes were so swollen. Like, I mean, this dude had been obviously very emotional, and and he's going down, gathered himself to go see his family to tell them, you know, bye after the game. And I'm thinking that dude just played. I mean, he could barely walk. I mean, he he had a very noticeable limp. And I thought, man, if you don't, Georgia gave everything they had, mm-hmm. and those can those kids. Did what they did to win that. It kind of, it kind of reset me a little bit. Like, dude, nobody takes a loss like those kids. So, I understand the passion and all that around it, man. But if if you could have seen that moment and that, and listen, I watched Tate Rallis come out. He and, and then Lad McConkey, all those kids, those limping and beat oh up. Oh my god! They, they every, yeah, it but, it but, was but Brock Bowers. I'm telling you right now, if you would have seen Brock Bowers walking, you would have never thought that kid just played against Alabama. I think, uh, listen, um, Drew and I talked. After 29 games, the margin of error, I mean, you're, you're setting yourself up. The streaks can't last. It reminded me of the Braves two years ago where by the time they got to Philadelphia, that rotation, you or like, you know, guys, we're just bad timing. You're running into Alabama. Lad McConkey's done. Uh, Brock Bowers did about just about done. Uh, Ra Ra wasn't Mar- even playing. Marius Mims play, play 11 snaps. And we're not making excuses. Alabama deserves no, no, all no, the no, credit. No, no, but, but, no, but, no, not at all. but no. you could see there, you know, yeah. Georgia wasn't special offensively in a, no, other than no. those two guys, Lad McConkey and Brock Bowers. When they were blowing people out, those were the guys against other guys where you just go, look at the, look at these two. And did, they couldn't, they could not stretch the field. Did, did you see Nick Saban interviewed on SEC? Talking about that, yeah, mentioned you that. You would never, you will never see a coach give that much detail. And here's the thing: when Amarius Mims went out, they went from an odd front to a four-man front with two high safeties. Drew, what do you do against two high safeties? You run the football. Absolutely. Guess what? Couldn't Georgia run the football. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia couldn't run the football. It wasn't like it was like, hey, this is this is a miracle X and O deal. When it's two high safeties in high school football, you hand the damn ball off. Well, guess what? Their four defensive linemen Dominant. got the best up front, and they cook football and 95% against two high safety. If you can't run the football, you're taking an L, and Georgia got close. In the end, they couldn't get a stop on defense, and they couldn't run the football, and they lost. You're 100% right, Rusty, and that's what Georgia has done the past two seasons. 
been able to dominate by only rushing four on the defensive line. Look at what the Philadelphia Eagles did a year ago in the NFL. Like, that allows your defense to become completely elite. And if you take away Georgia's run game, there goes the play-action game, and you're in a world of trouble. So so people can blame Mike Bobo. I don't get that. Look, the first drive was a master class. Bama won in all three phases. Simple as that. Georgia Penalty, made mistakes. You can't make everything. mistakes against Alabama. Alabama did not make mistakes. It ended up being the difference in the game. Sure. I mean, this, it, it was just two grown-ass men, football team. Absolutely. That's all it is. We talked about it on the air. I talked about Saturday. If you think your kid's a Division One prospect and you think you can play in the SEC sometimes, <laughs> oh, you need man. to see what – you need to see those oh, aliens. Yeah, we on both sides we, we also team. said if you think that Jalen Milrow were going to just shut – I mean – that guy in a game like that. Hey, and when it he, mattered most, he said, I'm going to use my legs. Of course. The course. The flip ball. And the, he made the flip ball. The flip. The, the that ball. was incredible. Oh, that play was sick. Dude. And, incredible. And then, that ripped and, your soul out as a defensive coordinator. It ripped your soul out on a, on a, on a fourth down. The, the Jermaine Burton throw with a guy draped all over him, throwing yeah. it the only place – that made it a three-point game to ten. Yeah, that, and that we're was not playing. We're not playing South Carolina. We're not yeah. playing like we're playing Flo- uh, Alabama. Now you're down ten at the half. And when the SEC replay official did not, I know, check the fourth on the and drop. five Isaiah Bond, in which he clearly Clueless. bobbled it. He, dro- he dropped. That's it. crazy. It hit the ground. I That's mean, crazy. I, I don't understand. I don't understand that one at all. And listen now. I've said it on every podcast and every interview I've done. Alabama won the football game. Absolutely. But that was a massive, massive yeah, you know, play because it resulted in points. What, what Next the, play was a touchdown. It's like you said, Next though, play was a touchdown. if this was years ago, that play yeah. would be the story. But It'd now be a it's soul-crushing, no, right. It's not soul-crushing because I think people are like, okay – it was going to happen. All right, let me ask you real quick. Carson Beck's status for this game and for next year, when do we start learning more about it? Well, I can answer one pretty uh, pretty emphatic because Carson Beck's mom made a post this morning to see you in Miami. So Carson wow. Beck's going to play in Miami. So there you go with that. Now, uh, he's going to play in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, he's going to play in the Orange Bowl. Now, what's the rest of his decision? Don't know yet. I know he met – he and his family and his team met with Kirby Smart and staff yesterday and last night. From my understanding, there's no final decision yet. Uh, those conversations will ongo in the next couple of days. I don't even know which way it's leaning, but I would imagine that Kirby Smart and Carson Beck family understands the timing. They need to know, are you coming back or are you not? Because if we're in the quarterback portal game, we got to get in it right now. Hell, the quarterback portal list is getting deeper by the hour. I don't know if you guys saw Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma yeah. just went in. So it's like nuts. So right. uh, I, I think next 48 hours, I think next 48 hours, you're probably going to have a decision from Carson Beck on his future at Georgia. But right now, according to his mom, he is going to play in the Orange So, wait, is his mom saying she'll be in Miami? Or is Carson actually going to play in the game? Hey, hey yeah. they throw a hell of a tailgate. She might just go without him. I can tell you that. <laughs> and Brock Bowers, is there any reason he needs to try to play in this game? Brock Bowers didn't need to play the rest of the year, and it did anyway. Right. So if Brock Bowers plays in the Orange Bowl, it won't surprise me. After seeing that kid Saturday, I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, everything he was. He has a- no reason. He has no. He has. He owes nobody owes him anything to play. But I'll be honest with you, State. The way that kid's wired and losing that game, I'm not sure he wants that to be his last game ever at Georgia. I get it. I mean, like, be nice to catch a couple of touchdowns in the Orange Bowl and and go out yeah. a certain way. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, they 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 poured their heart and soul. That that class didn't lose a game for three years in the regular it's season. Incredible, incredible. And, and Drew Drew knows this better than anybody. That group of dudes right there, 
for the rest of their life. We'll oh. never need a reservations in Athens, and they will never have a problem getting a ticket to any suite at that stadium the rest of their life. They changed it all. Congrats all right. to them. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Rusty. I'll see you on uh, Wednesday. Take care of my girl tomorrow. <laughs> I'm trying. She's very angry right now. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but not at us. I mean, come on. Actually, it's just me she's angry with. 1035. <laughs> that's how, usually how it works. Uh, we'll do Things I Learned, Three Strikes, coming up. Sports Radio 99 again. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Butler. Thanks so much for being with us. Sandy's in tomorrow. Rusty on Wednesday. Got the whole crew rocking and rolling before we get some time off near the holidays. As uh, we left uh, on Friday, Sandra and I, and actually Saturday we all worked together, and Georgia had their whole world ahead of them, and a three-week stretch leading into maybe a game against Florida State, maybe a game against Washington, Oregon, we thought, in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, and you come in on Monday, that's how sports is, man. Just like the Braves and Bo, we always talk about, like, you know, like that amazing Braves season, and boom, in four days, the whole thing goes up in smoke. For Georgia, it'll be three weeks of minor hype around the Orange Bowl. Minor hype, right? It was was coming to an end at some point, whether it was in the college football playoff, whether it was in the national championship game. 29-game win streak comes to an yeah, end. Very... Georgia loses by three on a neutral field in their conference championship game to Alabama. We have listener Bob Robel tweeting at me that I'm disrespecting the NCAA's best conference, the Pac-12, and undefeated Washington football, saying it's laughable. Bob, all I'm saying is that you could take any of these teams out in the top six, put them in, and I think anybody has a great case. All right, here's our three strikes question, then we'll play some uh, things I... Land over the weekend. Alabama or Florida State, who would you have chosen? Alabama or Florida Chase, uh, State? Because I'm sorry, you, you can sit here and talk about Texas and Washington and everything else. This is what it came down to, those two teams. Yep. The program you think of most from 22 years of the S, the, sorry, the person. The person you think of most after 22 years of the SEC on CBS could be a coach, could be a voice, Vern Lundquist, could be a player. A lot of them over the years. Uh, but the person you think of most from the last 22 years of the SEC and your favorite holiday movie just saw an adorable uh, video of your three-year-old. Yeah, Kara. Singing. Um, we wish you a Merry Christmas. In front of us. Very cute. Made me think <laughs> of the holidays and your favorite holiday movie. Nobody appreciates the holidays more than Jewish people that don't get to or haven't celebrated Christmas. You want to talk about FOMO? That's a lifetime of FOMO, right? <laughs> Imagine when you're Jewish and, like, you're two, di- two different kind of Jewish families. Half that celebrate because they go, look, well, Christmas is like a national holiday. And then my house was like, I know it's a great holiday, but, like, you're Jewish. You don't get that holiday. So you learn about FOMO at, like, age five, and it's the worst kind, right? Nothing against Chinese food in the movies on Christmas, but it ain't waking working up in your pajamas for a slew of gifts and everything that comes with it. So your favorite holiday movie, because I definitely get into the Christmas spirit as well. We're taking the girls to New York on Thursday. We're yeah, that, go do Rockettes. That's and so a fun. Christmas tree. And, and my my wife is uh, Catholic, so I get both now. But prior, right, to marrying a shiksa, 
Um, that's a great SNL skit, the claymation one, where all the uh, it's Christmas time for the Jews. That's an yeah. awesome skit. The, the Christmas time <laughs> yeah. for the Jews. Yeah. yeah uh, all right. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. Alabama or Florida State? Who do you choose? The person you think of most from twenty two years of the SEC and your favorite holiday movie? Can we do? Uh, can we do things I learned quickly? I got. I don't have much. We learned that. CBS is, I hope Mike Conti doesn't get mad at me, but he's going to the, they're going to the JV because they just lost out on 22 years of the Southeastern Conference, and they're moving to the Illinois and Indianas and Purdue's and Northwesterns and Rutgers and Michigan States of the world. And mm. I'm sorry, mm. you know, the, the SEC's different. And now you don't have this. Here's Brad Nessler, our buddy, saying bye-bye. One of the final times you'll see us in this booth. Barry Danielson, Brad Nessler, our whole crew, all the guys that are guys and gals, excuse me, Melissa, that work so hard bringing you the games every week. He's talking, of course, about there'll be now um, where the Big Ten championship game will be. Indianapolis. Where the Big Ten championship, what did you do? Indianapolis, Indiana. Hmm. Lucas Oil Stadium in December. Yeah. Okay, as compared to what I walked into the other night, friggin' electric. Insane Beyond. Atmosphere. Insane That atmosphere. was so friggin' fun. You walk into a stadium and that the was hairs so on your fun. forearms uh, raise up. I was thinking of Ryan Puglisi, who joined us. He's the number one five-star recruit headed to Georgia next year with Dylan Rayola. And we just looked at him. We were like, bro, you've never been to an SEC championship. He's only been to one game ever with yeah. Andy. You're not going to believe the atmosphere. Him and his dad are there. By the way, he also told us, Dylan Rayola coming to Georgia, absolutely no impact on him. He wants the competition. He wants to start next year at Georgia, and who knows how it might all play out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, great young kid. Cool to get his insight from his recruiting process, and he'll be in Athens, I believe, December 18th. We also learned that Georgia Tech basketball, sports is a funny thing, right? They lose to Cincinnati by 35. They lost to UMass Lowell which I would say is one of the most embarrassing losses in Tech basketball in 20 years. However, they went out last week and beat Mississippi State ranked, and then they beat Duke on Saturday, 72-68. Damon Stoudemire now is 1-0 in his career in the ACC and 1-0 against Duke, and that was awesome. Really that's, big win for Georgia Tech. And like you said, that's the beauty of sports, man. You drop a game against a team where you don't even know they have yes, a basketball right, program. Right. And Georgia winning the other night, come from behind against Florida State. Big time win. You know all I want. All I want for Christmas is NCAA appearances for Georgia and Georgia Tech. And let's be a part of March Madness. Also, we learned yesterday, Kyle Shanahan, he don't have a because he decided not to run the football with that game in hand in the Super Bowl. He also uh, lost his quarterback last game, Brock Purdy. But, boy, did they send a friggin' message, man, that was ridiculous in Philadelphia yesterday. Yeah, the 49ers, when healthy, are completely I, dominant. And they flexed muscles big time Brock, against the Eagles. Brock Purdy is, is every bit as good as Josh Allen and everybody else. He's so efficient. Dude, he doesn't make mistakes. By the way, Christian McCaffrey is a freak. Debo Samuel is a beast. Insane. Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Go on the defense. George Kittle. Fred Warner. George Kittle. I mean, dude, dude, they get are. Get out the way. When they're healthy. 
And I got to tell you, there's nothing about Brock Purdy that doesn't look every bit as good as any top player in the league. He he's not Nick. He's not like Desmond Rittering diving. You know what I mean? He's throwing it down the field with complete confidence. Oh, man. He looks like Brady when he drops back. It's the way he sees the field. Absolutely. The ball. Like you know how big that game was for San Francisco yesterday. Not only to get revenge, not only to flex muscles, but to almost ensure that the NFC Championship road does not go through Philly. Well, Philly's going to have to. Philly's going to have to lose another game. Anyway, that's some of the things I learned. Also, Jordan Love last night, Green Bay, signature night for him. He was awesome. Yeah, he was. He I was. Mean, he Green Bay, primetime dog, plus see, six and a half. That was the a difference block. with Green Bay, six and six, and our six and six, they have a quarterback that, that's going to be there, and we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, they, they've got some juice on them. They were awesome last night. Let's do this. Dave in Holly Springs, Alabama or Florida State, who would you have chosen? Hey. The person you think, 22 years, the SEC on CBS. Vern Lundquist. Favorite holiday movie? Muppets Christmas Carol. So- oh, solid. Deep, deep cut. Did Tim in Gainesville, Alabama or FSU, who would you have chosen? Alabama, you can't leave SEC out. Person you think of most from 22 years, the SEC? I really hate to turn Lundquist as an icon. I think I think of Spurrier, but how long ago was Spurrier? Did, was it a couple of group? Or not even. No, because then he was in, then he was in South Carolina. No, no, oh, he yeah, was there true. until 2015. I, I think I got a vision. A lot of Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. Um, obviously, Stetson Bennett and Kirby yeah, Smart. Absolutely. I mean, uh, finally, your favorite holiday movie. Uh, Elf is my favorite. Great. Bre- Breakfast, Barry and Decatur, Alabama or Florida State, buddy. I saw Alabama play Old Miss, and as far as since then, Alabama by far. They are a great team. The person you think of most, 22 years, the SEC on CBS. So, so bile is coming up from my stomach, but uh, Gary Danielson, I'm so thankful they're not doing the games anymore. <laughs> Favorite holiday movie? Sorry. <laughs> you know, It's a Wonderful Life is old school, and uh, – uh, love actually is new school, but It's a Wonderful Life is great. We watch it with the kids every yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I still get into It's a Wonderful Life because it's a great story, right? It's just a great story start it to is. finish. Feel good. Feel good. Make well, we you know feel good. good, get you ready for the holidays, right. and it teaches you a lesson. Thank you, buddy. We'll say hi to Andy and Randy. Andy's got to be fired Dude, up. Come no, on now. That's no, awesome. As, as hurt as Sandra is. Andy Bunker is living his dream Friday night, man. What a win for Washington. Sports Radio 92.9 a game.